And you're here for the Kennedy and Mikey show. Marquis and Kennedy. Marquis and Kennedy. He versus she. He versus she. Okay, y'all. AKA, we don't have a fucking intro, <laughs> but we that gonna sound, work that, on stuff. That sounds kind of smooth, though. Ah, yeah. People do tell me that I'm a mix between Beyonce, Leech Keys, Lauren Hill. We just need to switch up. A little bit of Sade. Just switch up the, the order. Marquise and Kennedy. That's that's all I ask. <laughs> Girl, listen, I told y'all last time, sometimes you get to a point where you just really get sick and tired of folks. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but we are on the brink of something. Uh, welcome back to He versus She, where uh, we do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I give my perspective. Marquise gives his. Episode number four. Episode number four. That's crazy. Ah! Okay, so um, what we want to start doing, and this is why we fuck with y'all, because we kind of are working through things with y'all with it's us, like as a community or whatever. And uh, so we wanted to start doing recaps of like the last episode just to fill people in who maybe missed it and also just to hear and like mention the things that y'all had to say about the last episode mm-hmm. so on episode three um that was the first time that we recorded after finding out about nipsey's death and so we just wanted to kind of give y'all an update on where everything is now which we all are pretty familiar with but just you know we want to talk about it mm-hmm. so nipsey's celebration of life is going to be held at the staples center right which is dope as fuck right because the last person who had a celebration of life there was michael jackson right what well, i didn't even know i thought nipsey might have been the first but which really speaks to nipsey's the impact that his death has had on the city absolutely um, so that is just, it just makes me feel so good to see how everyone's responding to such a tragic incident. Um, so yeah, it's happening at the Staples Center. It's sold out in 10 minutes, which is crazy. And by sold out, I mean like people cop tickets yeah, in 10 minutes because you did. can't purchase them. You just had to. Yeah, yeah. but you know, niggas going to yeah, You have niggas. mixed feelings about this. What? What's your... Uh, I don't know if it's mixed feelings. It's just uh, people are trying to capitalize, you know, on someone's death, which is never really mean? good. Uh, apparently, on eBay, people are selling uh, funeral tickets for money. I think upwards of a hundred dollars per ticket. Right. Uh, I think like this were, is not a concert. Yeah, I and think I'm, if you were able to get four tickets and you had to put, you know, California, LA zip code to. Right, those are the stipulations. You had to be a California resident, Mm -hmm. and with the ticket, a ticket held up to like four slots. Yes. Um, I'm not surprised that people are selling the ticket. Like, are you surprised about that? That's not a surprising fact to me. Not necessarily surprised, but just as much as you got different gangs coming together, because of his death, I feel like maybe people would have put, okay, let me not do this. Let me actually honor him. He was such a great... I, I just feel like a lot of BS was put to the side because of him. Mm-hmm. Just maybe to put aside, making money for one day. Mm, heard you. Mm. Um, Not everybody has morals. We know that. Hello. So um, another way that people are showing respect for mm-hmm. like, uh, for Nipsey is he's having a street renamed after him. Mm-hmm. Um, the corner of his store. Somebody didn't Arizona. put their phone on airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep the line over. You never know which one of your hoes gonna call. Wow. I just like to see what's really going on. I'm mm-hmm. literally just kidding. I ain't got no hoes. Everything's okay and copacetic around here. Coochie is closed for business. Um, 
anyway, hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? I'm right here. What's okay. up? Okay. Um, so, anyway, y'all, what I was saying was Nipsey, uh, Ermius, how do you say his last name? Asgadon. That's pretty good. Asgadon. Yeah, he is having a street renamed after him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Among with all the, you know, things that we've seen, like the... The Nation of Islam, they came through. Right, right. And walked in his honor. Yeah. Gangs, you know, coming together and walking in his honor. Mm-hmm. His mother, um, there was a video that's swirling around. Swirling? I don't know what I was trying it's to say. It's out in the ethos. Anyways, yeah, it's out here. Um, of her just giving some uplifting words. And it really helped me out because I've been struggling with, you know, feeling this pain without knowing him and mm-hmm. just trying to understand why it is so heavy yeah you know what i mean unlike any other death mm-hmm. and for uh, the people that didn't didn't watch the video can you summarize kind of what she was getting at you know basically she was just saying that he is so much more powerful now in the state that he is in now mm-hmm. and also that she's at peace and not to be sad and don't mourn him because he can touch so many more people now um as an angel Mm-hmm. And it was just, I'm a, a woman of faith right. and I am a believer in God. So that was a, that was an affirming message for me, especially hearing it from his mom. It almost felt like I was given the allowance to get that off my back. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that was definitely the same sentiment I had. Mm-hmm. I think affirmation is the right word for it. When you watch the video, you just see how calm she is. Yeah. You see how at peace she is. She talked right. about nipsey's clear skin and how he was just he was just living his purpose Mm -hmm. and i think you know his death is not in vain and i feel like we're you know in heaven he's going to continue to live his purpose and i think that makes everything going on a a bit easier and you know just bring out some you know light and a lot of darkness pretty much yeah so we'll keep y'all up to date with what we know Mm -hmm. um because the celebration of life goes down on thursday um so i'm i do you feel like there's gonna be performances i didn't think so but it's at the staples center so it's like i know it's it just doesn't there's there's always performances even at whitney's funeral at michael's funeral like and i guess it's different when it's like a singer but i'm also confused versus rap is this a, a funeral I'm sure you know, like all they're all celebrations of life. So I'm sure oh, how he would. Oh, you know what? I, my mind's blown mm-hmm. because it was being called celebration of life. I don't know why I wasn't connecting that. That's just another word for funeral. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. I haven't been to many funerals. You know, God mm-hmm. bless. Yeah. Um, but no, so to your point, most funerals you wear black. It's sad. People right. say uplifting this words. Is an all white affair, honey. Right, and I think being that he is a musician, being that his mom, she even mentioned. Nipsey wouldn't want y'all mourning. He wants y'all happy. Right. So I'm sure this will be some type of celebration. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing we talked about was uh, on the last episode, we also talked about not letting folks dim our damn light. Mm-hmm. We ain't got time for that. I'll no cut time. your hand off for you dim my light. Understand mm-hmm. it. You hear me? Yeah. Period. It's going to be a lot of people out here trying to dim lights. I'm trying to turn the light on. We ain't doing that in 2019, baby. We shining. Okay? We going towards the light. <laughs> Um, so now let's step into our pop culture news. Yeah, let's let's pivot. Let's pivot. Let's go to some some happier news. So this week, I don't know where you were the past few days, there was a big yellow square that popped onto my social media with 
I guess they were trying to get homecoming written in Greek letters, but in actuality, it was not that. Boy, um, Bob. Remember, if somebody uh, becomes a Kappa one Kappa time. Kappa Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, just keep so your yeah, it was a bunch of um, different letters, but they were getting at homecoming with just a specific date. Um, where were you when you saw this? Do you remember? I was minding my own damn business, but when I saw that yellow, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that damn yellow, okay? Did you know what it was immediately? Something in my spirit said, okay. honey, this is Beyonce talking to you. It's happening on the 17th of April and it's going down. Okay. So uh, news did come out that mm-hmm. my sister, Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, will be uh, having a documentary airing on Netflix. So are you in it if, if that's your sister? Pardon me? Are you in the documentary? I can't hear what you said, but. Okay, that's what I thought. So the documentary will be sh- giving us the behind the scenes of her Coachella performance, which, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is what I need. This is what I want. What was your immediate reaction to the actual performance? Hell, yes. Okay. To the Coachella performance? Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I don't like, think Did you I have... immediately feel just overwhelmed? I teared and, up. Okay. I teared up. Wow. That shit was so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. She is the greatest entertainer of our time yeah you know what i just thought of too what? i feel like it was probably better watching it on the stream than in absolutely. person absolutely oh my god because in person you wouldn't be able to see all the angles in you wouldn't person, be able to you see have everything an asthma attacks it's <laughs> dust flying everywhere number right. white folks sweating mm, and not knowing what the hell is going on because that, that performance was black as fuck it was you think they knew what was happening not do you think all. they caught the references Absolutely not. Did you catch the references? Hello. I I caught it and and received them and then threw it back. (laughs) I saw you trying to play catch in the office and it wasn't too good. So you're not too good at catching. So, I mean, her performance was just one of those moments in our time that will go down in history. Why? Uh, First of all, this is she was the first black woman to headline Coachella. Let's start there. History. That's history. A. B. It's B. Mm. <laughs> C, get your life. And D, where you at? Because you're not really <laughs> getting it and understanding me if I have to answer that. No, question. I'm just asking you because for you a lot know of why people. It was, it was impactful. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. So, so the doc is premiering on the 17th. I will be glued to my fucking computer screen because I will be watching that shit at least, at least three times. Um, and that's just for me to get a good idea of what's really going on. Okay. I, I, I like to see what's really you know, going on. I'm, I'm interested to see one of my fraternity brothers. He was uh, one of the assistant stylists for oh. the whole production. So he tweeted okay. like he's, you know, waiting to see it just to see if he's a part of it. So that'll be kind of dope. I love that um, people who work with her, they mm-hmm. don't even be knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that's I, don't, just, I don't know if anyone knew that they were actually filming for this big for, reveal. Right, right. No, I'm sure they keep that shit yeah. under wraps. And as someone who isn't as much of a stand, even though I support everything she does, I don't even think I realized the breadth and the weight of what she did. Um, but as time has continued and i'm seeing all the references and things are being explained i'm realizing this performance was uh pretty legendary that performance was legendary mm-hmm. not to mention she brought out the sisters kelly mm-hmm. and michelle and she had and the, her actual sister solange that's true and she had the whole black she school it was black as references fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, my bet that was the best performance i've ever seen right. Do, does the fraternities and sororities get get some praise Huh? 
A lot of it was centered around the whole black college yeah, experience. School days. You, oh, I'm just saying, you always hating on. Kappa, always so. hating on. You just, you was just coming at the. First cows. of all, it's a joke, and the second nukes. of all, I don't like all that soldier, uh, that that shoulder, shoulder. that shoulder Look stuff. At you. Okay. Look, everybody knows if you go and date one of them, don't date a Kappa. Hello. <laughs> no, I'll stop. I, I don't know anything about that, and really don't give a fuck. But I don't. I'm not attracted to the men who are doing the shimmy shouldering. Shoulder shimmering? Allegedly. Okay. We're, we're going to move on. But one thing I will note, I did see Ava DuVernay tweet that her submission date for her upcoming doc about Central Park 6 is on April 17th. So she talked about how monumental that was and how it's just going to be a day to remember. And there we have it, y'all. Um, also, this weekend, I'm really excited because Game of Thrones will be premiering on Sunday. Woo! <laughs> It's a big deal. Do black people watch Game of Thrones? Yes, they do. Okay. You are literally the biggest lame for not watching the show. I tried to put you on when? months ago. Months ago, I told you to start watching so that you could be caught up for Sunday. Well, I didn't. One thing That's I will say, so I was at my best friend's uh, birthday gathering this weekend, and they literally busted out in Game of Thrones trivia. That's what I'm telling you. And I was blown away exactly so my friend invited me to a viewing party mm-hmm. which they might host in their building they have like a movie theater in their building okay cha-ching <laughs> and um so they they talk about a viewing party but let me tell you what i don't do i don't do the chitting and the chatting <laughs> not when it's premiere night <laughs> i don't have time for it i ain't never seen an episode i'm trying to focus i don't need you in my left or my right ear i need to hear What's going on? So are you going or not? The answer is no. Okay. Well, I'm going to see. I'm going to see what the lineup is looking like. If anybody cute is there, I might tiptoe over. I might see what's really going on. But, you know, I might have to keep this thing at home because I really don't need no So question, problems. question. For someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, why is it so good? Why are you interested in it? I am a fan of acting. Mm. I love good acting. And them folks is acting their asses off. There okay. is not one moment in that show where you're going to see them and be like, ain't one moment in that show where you're going to see them and be like, you know, and not be able to see their character. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you watch, if I'm watching, let's say, if Beyonce is in a film, all I see is Beyonce. Right. I don't see her as the character she's playing. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. And it has to do with her fame, of course, and us knowing that that's Beyonce. So yeah. a lot of these actors we did not know of before they were on Game of Thrones. But I guess what I'm saying is they are fully in their character. Mm-hmm. They are so good. You believe that. It's shots, the cinematography mm-hmm. is A1 and the storytelling. George Lucas I believe is ooh. If it's not George <laughs> Lucas, wait. I don't think that's right. Fact check that one. Real I think quick. George Lucas did Star Wars. Wait, Game just of Thrones. Know. One thing I will book. say, and I think the biggest. I don't even know if it's a problem. George R R Martin. George R R Martin. You throwing out wrong names. Whoops. I just don't think there's enough black people in it, and that's me coming from left Listen, field. This ain't about black people. That's, though. that's all I'm saying. So I I have very little interest because I don't see enough black people in it. That's so if cute. I don't see myself you there, work at a play, you work at a job ain't got enough black people. Now what? And I'd be looking at myself in the mirror all day. Okay, well let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I, I'm not looking in the mirror. I'm looking at the TV. <laughs> Game okay. of Thrones, April fourteenth, Sunday. What's really going on? What's, so, uh, did you have something else? Yeah, we're going we gonna to pivot because we need to talk about something that the fellas is interested in. But this has been a, a 
NBA season to remember, I, I would say. Today is Dwayne Wade's last game ever. It's his last season. He's been going on this tour, exchanging jerseys at the end of every game. And Hopefully, I wouldn't even... What? I just wanted to throw in there. I'm also hoping... Do you watch be, basketball? I don't, but I have so, been So this, this topic's not for you. Slow down. I have been watching the struggle braids on top of Dwayne Wade's head. <laughs> I'm really hoping that this will be the last season for those as well. I'm going to let Why you would continue. he pick... This season of all seasons to start growing his hair. Like why? What like you, you know these videos, do? pictures, and everything oh, living man. forever. He's just, I guess, just trying to go out with a bang, <laughs> literally. Yeah, but so yeah. To be honest, I'm a huge basketball fan. I didn't care as much about Dwayne Wade's last season, but I feel like with all the hoopla, the fact that I see him and Gabrielle Union all over the place in different commercials. Today they came out with a commercial, Dwayne Wade receiving items from five people that have followed him and he's played a pivotal part in their lives. Um, one of them being a sister of a Parkland shooting uh, victim and the commercial was dope. So I think being thrust in our faces, commercials, the last game, the Jersey exchange on sports and we've just seen a lot of it. So even this weekend, we saw them at the family, the pride parade supporting I one of Dwayne Wade's, cute sons who definitely is out and gay and that's great i personally was just like oh this is a black family being black supporting their family but um, a lot of media outlets took it up Dwayne Wade taking a stand um but the biggest thing i I mean just to speak to that because it is newsworthy his son is very young Mm -hmm. and so i think it was it took people by surprise you know, that they were as supportive as they are and they should be. I think it's great Absolutely. for us to see it. But how often do we see black families, especially black families, where you have a dad who's like an NBA player, you know, right. supporting so if you got, their it, very gay Absolutely. Son. It if makes you, me think of Magic Johnson and his son EJ. Absolutely. If you break it down to a basketball player, big time, supporting his son, yes, there's not many of those. But I would like to feel like we're moving into a space where we just accept who our family is. And I think that's why I didn't. But we don't see it. We're just talking about people's reactions. I I think I see it often enough. I go to a church. I go to a church where they're openly accepting of everybody. They have a same loving minister. We're talking about when do you actually see. I'm saying I see it in my community. I see it on a constant basis. I think that's cute. It's great. And all I'm saying is. Are you telling the truth? I'm always telling the truth. Boy, bye. How you doing? Okay. So, yeah, no, the last thing I wanted to bring up was just I thought it was an interesting exchange. Paul Pierce was commenting on D. Wade, his final season, and how he's won different championships. And he said he could have done exactly what D. Wade did with the talent he had on his team or even better. Um, He said it. I don't have a problem with it. But Gabrielle Union went on to respond and kind of call Paul Pierce out saying, how's the black man bringing down another black man? I'm just curious. Do you feel any type of way about that statement? Do you think... Gabby has something to say. I, I, like I said, I have no problem with it. I think when you think you're the best, you can call out whoever you want. As long as you don't throw dirt on their name, call them out of their name. I got no problem with it. I have no comment. Why? Simply because I just don't give a fuck. Mm. And I think we should pivot. Uh, so Lil Nas I can't wait X. till I give you a, your story of no comment. But continue. Because who cares? I just thought it was interesting. I think a woman coming to her man's defense, I think that's something that you constantly have 
that's something that black women constantly do. So I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. This ain't nothing new. Okay, but is there ever a time when you could say black women could have sat this one out? She Boy, didn't need to. Boy, that is her husband. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I'm not surprised or giving a fuck about it. Next, damn, Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. You heard the name already. This man is making moves. Yeah. I got a whole darn dirt and gonna ride till I can't no more. I got okay. So do you like the original or the, the remix better? They both sound the same. Just one got Billy Ray, a uh, country ass Cyrus on it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, shout out to Billy Ray for hopping on that song, making up for his daughter's crimes in the black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was necessary. Um, you know, Lil Nas X put a song out called Old Town Road, mm-hmm. which started making waves on Triller, which is an app that all the youngins are using. I want to download it myself because I love how it looks. It's really cute. So um, I want to make a Triller video coming soon. So uh, it it's got really for you, Kennedy. It got really popular there. And then um, it started to hit the billboard charts mm-hmm. and started making its way up the country charts. Right. And it was on its way to number one. And then Billboard snatched that wig back and of took course. it off of the charts because they, they don't felt want that, us to be great. They felt that the song, uh, although it did have country and cowboy imagery, it was not um it, it wasn't country meet, enough. It didn't mean it was the, too the black. current country. That's what it was. Music. It was too black. No, it's just this is a black man and also it's a mix of country and trap and there's no denying that. Yeah. And so they didn't they wasn't fucking with that. But in the same in the same breath, they've allowed Taylor Swift, who is a mix of pop and country, to be at the top of their charts. So it's really just about them being judgmental and not giving uh credit where it's due at the end of the day it is in fact a very country song Mm -hmm. and although it has trap aspects to it it is still country and now it has one of the biggest country artists on it so i wonder how that's going to work we already know what's going to happen the the song's number one on the billboard charts currently Mm -hmm. not on country i don't think it's been resubmitted back into country but it is number one on billboard so take that take that Country yeah. Billboard charts. We don't give a fuck about you. We don't mm-hmm. need you. Did you see the clip of uh, K. Michelle? I did with her yodeling. yodeling Yo, I, I think this might be the beginning to it, a new trend. What you think? The thing is that it's not a trend. Beyonce also, you know, and they wasn't fucking with Beyonce at the CMAs where she performed her song, Daddy, from uh, her album, Lemonade. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, is that on Lemonade? Yeah, I ain't tripping. Um, and so, she's your sister? <laughs> okay. Marquis, do something about your hairline. Do something about your hairline. Okay. So, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the her daddy song, where she had to get on stage and perform with the Dixie Chicks, they wasn't feeling her then. Mm-hmm. And that's a country song. First of all, Beyonce is country as fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a Houston native, baby. And I'm pretty sure black people started country music. Thank you. Okay. I could do it all, honey. She is a quadruple <laughs> threat, baby. Uh, so, anywho, yeah, so Lil Nas, shout out to Lil Nas. But also in music news, we also have to highlight uh, a situation with Kodak Black. Mm. Kodak Black, Kodak Black, and black ass black <laughs> with your black ass. He um, was on his live and recklessly made some comments about yeah. Lauren London. 
and, and talking about how he would want to or how he you know wants to date her or how she, you know mentioning stuff about her being single now and yeah. blah 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 trash 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 and so of course you know that video was screen recorded and posted mm-hmm. on all the blog sites and uh had some top rappers respond to it like ti and the game right big boy and they wasn't having it mm-hmm. respectfully. Right. Because at the end of the day, that shit was fucking disrespectful. Did mm-hmm. you see the video? Yeah. It was it was silly. It's like, just I've it, I I've stopped paying attention to right. Kodak a while ago. I wouldn't even say I'm a big fan of his music. I I couldn't name one song. He you can't name one song? <laughs> I don't know the name. <laughs> I yeah, I know the beat. <laughs> so I guess you're still a Kodak supporter after all this? Because I know the song, my I'm, keys. I'm asking you a question. Because you, you asked me if I'm a Kodak supporter Are because I know the song. Are you still a Kodak supporter? I still know his music. I'm not going to not answer know the his question. music just because. Why can't you answer the question? Obviously, I'm not a supporter of him with the bullshit. Okay. That's but all you I had still, to say. That don't mean I'm not about to do a ZZ dance. That ain't mean I'm about to do a little... Mm, I go, mm, uh, uh. I'll do that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. So, but I but don't fuck with Kodak just off the strength I of him just you. being so recklessly disrespectful. That mm-hmm. was disrespectful. Absolutely. And I, I don't fuck with that. Um, now, you know, people are making stances like that, though. Mm-hmm. Power 106 in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, has decided to remove his music and no longer play his music on their radio station. I think there was another one here in New York. Mm-hmm. The Trap Museum took his pictures down from yeah. the museum. In which Kodak responded on some, you know, I ain't give y'all permission, no ways type shit. But I know his labels in his ear at this point, if he is signed to a label. I don't know Kodak's story. But his management, PR, whoever the fuck, is in his ear now telling him to shut the fuck up. Which is what he needs to do. Keep that mouth closed. Keep that ashy mouth closed. Ain't nobody trying to hear what you talking about, Kodak. Go comb your air. Do something else. We're not trying to hear that. It's just so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It does bring up an interesting question that kind of just popped into my mind. What? I think Def kind of brings up another element to it, but let's say someone you know, they're in a high-profile relationship, someone you're even cool with, cordial. How long before they break up is it okay to, like, make a move? And how do you approach that situation? Ew, it's never okay. How desperate are you that you have to be dating somebody who, you know, was dating somebody who you knew? To me, that's it's just never to okay. Me, to me, it's just lazy. To me, it's lazy. I don't know about that because there are certain situations where it's like, oh, you know, I was friends with this girl back in the day, mm-hmm. and she was dating this guy who I I met them together as a couple. Right. They broke up, and years later, I meet him again. They're no longer dating. Is that allowed? And my thing is, in that situation, sure. But if you're talking about just like I'm plotting to date somebody mm-hmm. because I know that they're single now. I just think that's just so unnecessary. Go outside of that circle. That's that's easily put. But there's also circumstances where people break up. You guys happen to be in the same environment. For whatever reason, y'all are stuck together. You're vibing. You're you like, messed it up this shit, then. Not at all. You I'm just bringing this up. It, but you over here bringing it up. No, all I know is, from my experience, there's not too many women that, <laughs> I got to be careful how I say this, Oh, don't get careful now. <laughs> you already done started. I just feel like when you find a great woman, you want to, you want to, you know, keep her, right? So if you feel like you met someone who's a quality woman who does things that you appreciate, who 
carries themselves a way you appreciate, maybe it's worth pursuing. And if how do it's you just know so, all that? You don't know all that unless you've just, already been. Creeping. Okay, so maybe so you're doing something wrong initially. As far as maybe you guys are having DM conversation, maybe you guys are hanging out when you shouldn't be hanging out. Thank you. When you start shit off the wrong way, it ain't never going to end up right. I don't do the sneaky, snaky shit. So there's like never, kind of ever, ever, ever a reason. A reason to what? To date someone within a not so long period of time and vibe and for it to work and for it to be, re- quote unquote, respectful. If that person dated one of your friends? I wouldn't say friend. Let's say you knew, you knew someone. Yeah, you knew them. You no, said hi when you not, passed them. It's I, never cool. It's just... It's, not about, it, it's not about it never it's not about it being never cool. Mm-hmm. It's just so unnecessary. Like you you gotta I don't know. That it ain't for me, I'll say that. It ain't for me. I ain't gonna judge nobody, but it ain't for me. I'd rather find something and find somebody that is, you know, I can say is mine. Right. And and once again, we, we're privileged, we live in New York, but what about different areas that don't have as many People exactly. of color get or the whatnot. Get up out your neighbor. Get out that shit. That's easy for you to say. What about people who don't have those circumstances to be able to get up out of there? And there's only 20, a group of 20. And okay, they just so pass each just other around. Sh- exactly. Pass each other around. Passing penis around. Ugh, doesn't that just sound <laughs> and feel gross? Ain't nobody trying to do that? Uh-huh. I can proudly say that I have only sat on what I know. Mm. And not what she know and what they know. Okay? <laughs> Period. That's what you think. Okay, good night. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, Kodak, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Is he getting canceled? Is he on the road to cancellation? I think he's definitely on the road to cancellation. As I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm not a big believer in the whole cancel culture. I think it's an opportunity. If he's going to be around, if he's going to make music, I think it's an opportunity for people to try to teach, try to educate if he's open to it. If not, we could just, you know, move along. As Can a lot you imagine other artists. Kodak in a classroom? You know what's crazy? I'm pretty sure he actually started going to college. And I think, I feel like... You think he hair, started going to college? I feel like he did a semester in school. Huh? I feel like the hair and the teeth and everything is an act, to be honest. At the end of the day, Fuck the hair and the teeth. I'm talking about how this nigga sounds. Yeah, it, it, that's it, what I'm saying. I think it's an act. It's me. When it I'm comes sure. to these big deals Cut. and whatnot, he's acting, he's acting right. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kodak... He's gonna wake up and realize, okay, if I don't start not being as ignorant, I'm messing up my bags. That's how I feel. Well, while we're on the subject of fuck niggas, mm. <laughs> we had a little situation happen today. Here we go. So you know, this is a little story time. So keep up with it. Story time. We mind our own business in our place of business. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have little offices set up called huddle rooms. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying, mm-hmm? like, you you know the story, Marquise? I'm listening to you, so I'm just waiting for my chance to take off. Well, stop saying, mm-hmm. So, ugh. We talked about affirmation. I'm, try- I'm over here trying to give her affirmation, but I'm going to be quiet. Respect black man, Kennedy. That's all I ask. Stop Respect saying that. Man. First of all, he got that from me, y'all. He asked- I am, I'm telling you right now, I'm stealing all of your lines and I'm going to make them better. Anyway. Respect black men. Thank you. So, boom. <laughs> so, in uh, the place, the office that we work right. um, during the week, they have what are called huddle rooms. You said that already? Small office rooms. Um, on the floor that you can step into to handle your own business. Mm-hmm. If you need to go and take a business call, if you have a meeting to step into, do whatever you want to do. You can do. do whatever the fuck you want to do in those little huddle rooms. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what we were doing. Uh, we wanted to listen to our last podcast and prepare for the show tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're in that room and we're chitting and chatting. And before we got into talking about and listening to last week's podcast recording, a gentleman busted in the goddamn <laughs> door. And when I say he busted in the goddamn <laughs> door, that's what the fuck I mean. I'm literally mid-sentence talking right. to Marquise, mm-hmm. and I hear that door open. So you know my neck got to swank it, okay? <laughs> I turned around so fast, and he wasn't even talking about shit. Now, this is something that's going to really piss me off. If you interrupt what the fuck I'm doing, especially when I'm working, and you ain't even talking about shit, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. So when he left, I told Marquise that you shit did. pissed You me actually, off. you brought that up, and I was, I was kind of downplaying, like, you know, it exactly. is what it is. Because He's... this is somebody who Marquise knew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he... Like, I just brush it off. He don't mean no harm. I thought. Right. Look, it, it is what it is. So right. I say, all right, but I don't fuck with that shit. And next time I see him, I'm calling that man out. <laughs> so we get to listening to the recording of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And while we're listening to it, Marquise is telling the story. If you listen to the last episode, Marquise would share the story about an incident he had at work. Mm-hmm. That gentleman just so happened to be the gentleman who oh. busted in the damn room. <laughs> Gee whiz. So, I hate your ad-libs. I literally hate them. I guarantee the listeners love it. Earlier, you said hoopla. No, that was just, that was, that was regular conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You're just such a square, but that's why I fuck with you. Yo. Because you don't mean no harm. (laughs) You just a square as your damn head. So, boom. The same nigga that he was talking about. No, 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 no. What? You're not about to call my head square and just continue. Well, it is a square You got shape. a jelly bean shaped head. So what are we talking oh, about? God. Yeah, I'm going to help my keys with his comeback. I promise. <laughs> I'll help him. So, um, boom. Yeah, so the same guy that you was talking about on the podcast was the same one who busted in the room, which I did not know that was okay, that guy. Okay, so let me, let me take it from here. Let me okay. take it from here. So one thing I will say is when you make people upset, you know you must be doing something right. So, as Kennedy is mentioning, we were listening, minding our own business. Said gentleman busted in and said, oh, I guess I should join because you're talking about me. To which we both snapped our heads around. I'm just in disbelief. Why is this the second time you're coming in here? To which I replied, I'm just speaking my truth, brother. You ain't say that. Don't I didn't, you I, I did say, you I'm lying. just speaking. What did I say? He lying. <laughs> he ain't I said, I'm just speaking my truth. What did I say? Marquise, you did not say you were I know shoes. for a fact no, I said this. Now, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know what you said because it was a whole bunch of... I know that I said that. Marquise. Kennedy. Maybe you said that in between some other words. What did I say? What did I say? I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend. It was a whole bunch of... But I... Okay, so now, we, so now you're acting up. I'm not so acting up. So now you're acting up. I know for a fact. I said, whoa, what are you talking about? I'm speaking my truth. This is what happened. There we go. Hello. I remember that sentence. But it was, you said something else and I ain't gonna lie. What else I said? I, who knows? It was some joke. Anyway, so said gentleman flustered leaves the room to which now. Yeah, because he got, he started turning all red because he ain't no motherfuckers was going to respond to his bitch ass. And let me tell you something else. <laughs> we are in a professional setting and I don't give a fuck what the fuck you think you heard. You don't get to tiptoe into no huddle room and not knock on that damn door. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you violated the first time you came in mm-hmm. and then you got the nerve to come and step in trying to check somebody because you think they was talking about you. And yes, he was <laughs> but you still have no right I ain't mentioned nobody name I ain't mentioned no details exactly. so it just is what it is what did you think you, what did he think was about to happen what if you said yeah come in here what's good like what what would have ensued 
it just it just was seeming so white privilege white like oh i'm gonna make him feel like he has to turn his shit off and be quiet which is why i said keep playing that shit and we stand in the fuck in this room because yeah. he tried Wish to like it to was one item intimidate us yeah like i said i wasn't tripping too much can you did uh point Ooh. out my i hate when people say my name fast like that the girl across from me did point out the change <laughs> in my demeanor. I did get, I was just frustrated, annoyed, of just course. like, we were just Naturally. chilling. We were just having a good time. Like, actually, our last episode, go listen to it if you haven't. I thought it was good. We was flowing. We was just chatting, you know, and then for someone to just bust in there, like you said, just interrupting us. Who, If it was, if I was sitting across from a, a white person, I don't think he would have did that. Exactly. You know what That's I mean? And I 100% what, I get you. What did I tell you? This was mm-hmm. months ago, and I was telling you that people even sexualize black people in the workplace. Absolutely. Because you and I will be in a huddle having, con- first of all, you the homie, and mm-hmm. we only have a professional relationship. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And so every time somebody walks past us, they always acting like they're interrupting some kind of sex act. Right. Like, we're in here having a conversation, as you do with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Why is it any different when you walk past us? Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. I fucking hate that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring that up the next time we have some kind of team moment. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that shit up. Some kind of what moment? Team moment. Oh, okay. uh, whether it be with our ERG okay. or, you know, with my own team. Like, I don't like that because they do it to me, too. Like, if they see me with you, they act like they can't see me. Like, or like, like they need to walk past us real fast. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Y'all tell us, like, does that ever happen to you? If any of you work in predominantly white spaces, mm-hmm. have you ever noticed white people, you know, getting awkward if you're hanging with other black people? Because I feel like they think that we're, like, planning some kind of... <laughs> Revolution. Uh-huh. But one one thing I will say, I enjoy making white people uncomfortable. It's nothing like it. If I'm able to have a black, black, blackity, black event in the office, I'm going to do it. Um... Not really going to invite them, but they come through. Cool. Y'all come through, get some food. But I love being extra black in the office. So today was kind of one of those moments, according to Ken Ken. I didn't quite bulk up, but like I said, it was just But a you lot. didn't need to bulk up. No, that I, is how I respond to shit. I'm yeah. checking your ass and once, off top. Yeah. Like I said, I spoke I spoke what I, I, I felt I needed to say. Spoke my truth. I didn't back down. Didn't say, oh, no, you didn't hear nothing. It was just, it is what it is, you know? I'm sure we'll have a conversation in the future. You will. And let me tell you something. I'll be right there with both of these damn <laughs> I, You fans. know what? I, 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 I need to give credit where credit is due. Kennedy had my back. She was ready to go toe-to-toe, even though she about four-four. I'm know, not four-four. What are you? Keep going with what you're okay. saying. I like no, it. she was ready to go. If, 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 if the gentleman had something to say, she was right next to me. Um, even though I could have handled my own, she was there. She was giving me positive affirmations, letting me know I ain't do nothing wrong. We wasn't in the wrong. We were doing nothing wrong. So I, I will say I appreciate that on the record. You're welcome, my brother. I appreciate that. Listen, we got to protect one another and make sure we keep an eye on each other. That's especially when motherfuckers try to impede on our space That's and in our fact. time. Like, we ain't got no time for that. We over here trying to take care of business. Mm-hmm. What we trying to do? Shine. What are we going towards the light? Don't let them dim your light, people. Um, Marquise, this has been amazing. This is good. It's been flowing. Uh-huh. Right. It's been flowing. Yeah. We did a pretty good job. <laughs> it's been good. That's all I have for tonight. That's it? Yeah. Okay. I do got one more thing. What? You know I always got to add one more Here thing. Here we go. I got to add my Marquise's lasting thoughts. 
How you like that? Whoa, I'm like not that? mad at it. Okay, okay, okay. Can I do so it again? Really no, nah, I'm gonna try I'd next time. I actually episode. prefer for you to not do it. Okay, again. okay. all right. But. No, so uh, just one lasting thought I have on this beautiful day is just to run towards your fear. Uh, my girlfriend sent me a quote this morning, and in it, it attached an article and a few things. It gave a few keys to being successful, and one of them was run towards your fear. And I feel like it's been something that has been on my mind for the past few months taking different leaps of faith, whether it be the global uh, lead position in our company's ERG group, whether it be going for these big interviews, whether it's taking on different panels and speaking. I'm all about going towards my fear because that's the only way I'm going to be better. It's the only way I'm going to challenge myself. And I just challenge everyone out there, everyone listening to run towards your fear because it's a scary, scary place, but it's also a very rewarding one. And I think Living on that edge of being fearful and being risky is ultimately the only way you are going to get move forward and progress and get to that next step of where you want to be. Can you remember a time where uh, you ran towards a fear and kind of paid off? Hell yeah, moving to New York. That's true. And amen to everything that you said. That makes me think of a book that I read last year and I applied to my life, which mm-hmm. is The Year of Yes mm-hmm. by Shonda Rhimes. You know who that is? I do. Okay. Channel 7, ABC. Not Channel 7. Well, it's in New York. It's Channel 7. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you have cable. That's literally <laughs> so crazy. But no, nah, yeah, I read that book last year, and I really, that's what I did with myself. Mm-hmm. That was my year of yes. Wasn't no turning nothing down. I was about that action, mm-hmm. and it changed everything. Also, can I give Can I give a word? Oh, you got can a word? I, just real quick. Uh-oh. At the top of the year, mm-hmm. I read a quote that said to make friends with change. Mm. So when change is approaching, instead of being like, hell no, nah, that ain't what I normally do, go towards that shit. Actually do that shit and see how it will, in fact, change your life for the better. You never know what could happen. Sometimes it's best to break out of your na- your natural pattern. I'm writing that one down. That was, that was a word. Hell yeah. Change right. is the only thing that's constant. You hear these poetry snaps? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can watch out. No, that's true. That 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 just I don't know. It just left me in a good place. Hell yeah. You know, like I said, today has been up and down. Work, homeboy busting in the room, us being here having this conversation. I feel like change is the only constant. It brought us back to the center. Mm-hmm. We love y'all, and uh, we will, you know, holla at y'all in the next episode. <laughs> he versus she, number four. Peace.